0: missed the Tash show everybody hacking everybody just wants more with the action hip hop Jones got the music blessing better watch out It's all he's asking over like he keeps it real. He's no joker original. He's no poser. No competition He's the owner there. I'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the Tash show All right Here we go, here we go,
1: here we go, Thursday Thursday. Thursday edition of the Taz Show. We are live right now on the radio.com app. Thank you for listening there. or we're live at TazShow.com or on Radio.com on their actual website. Thanks for bringing the show into your day, evening, night, life, whatever. Appreciate that very much. Maybe you're checking out the podcast version of the show, which drops every single day. And if you're doing that, you're doing that at Spotify or iTunes or TuneIn or on the radio.com app or CashShow.com. There's a lot of spots to find it. For the most part, wherever you get your pods, you can get this show. So there you have it. Uh, this episode here, going to go over and discuss predictions, previews, whatever you want to call them, for both shows, meaning Survivor Series itself. And the day before the show is uh, Takeover War Games, NXT. I will get into that so we'll do that uh will probably do war games uh war games first as far as a prediction preview and then uh go into survivor series that'll all be in this episode of the Taz show if you want to call the show that's easy you know what to do it's a very simple process all you got to do is dial an 866-475-2948 that's 866-475-2948 yes that's what you have to do right there so You could jump on that and that'd be great that'd be awesome that's super okay uh if you want to give your thoughts on who could win war games or survivor series or whatever you can jump in that i'm also going to talk a little bit in this episode about nxt from last night i did not watch the whole show Uh, truth be told i was watching some basketball i was watching nxt then i was watching uh, UNC basketball, then I, I watched that game, then I watched uh, a very little of the Nick game, then I was watching, uh, you. Uh, who was I watching? Uh, oh, the Lakers, and I fell asleep early in that game. They had some badass powder blue uniforms on. They were cool. You see those uniforms they were in there, Dennis, the, the, the Lakers?
2: I did, They the old-school Minneapolis Lakers unis.
1: Cool, very cool, I like that. Kind of like, uh, for those that aren't sports fans, Picture the old school San Diego Chargers uniforms beats basketball. But then again, if you're not a sports fan, you wouldn't even know what the <laughs> San Diego Chargers old school uniform is. So <laughs> but it's like powder blue and gold. Powder boo. Um all right, so we'll get into that in a little while. to of will little chat about the NXT stuff. Uh so some sports talk real quick. So while we were going off the air yesterday, I was literally signing off. And I saw this news, which perked my ears up. But I couldn't get into it because I had to end the show. So, and I knew if I got into it, I'd have been a little longer winded about it. But now it's, it's been a day that this is, people have sat with this, football fans, that is, Bills fans. And where I'm going with this is, uh, well, basically, Sean McDermott, head coach of my Buffalo Bills, benched starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. Um, and he's going to start the rookie, uh, Nate Peterman. Uh, so Peterman... He comes in uh, as, as you know, he's a, he was an excellent college player. He played at Pitt for the Panthers, okay? Uh, Fifth-round pick. Um, and, you know, I, here's my thing. I am a fan of Tyrod Taylor. I am a big fan of his. I'm a believer in Tyrod. I am. But the last thing I can sit here and tell you is that Tyrod has got an arm like, uh, you know, Dan Marino or Joe Montana. I mean, I, I can't sit here and tell you that. I like... I've always said this. I like a quarterback that's mobile, that scrambles, that's athletic, that moves, and and that can make things happen with his feet, and that's Tyrod. Now, um, he doesn't, uh, you know, he'll make some beautiful throws at times and stuff like that, and I saw uh, somebody on one of the CBS Sports uh, Twitter accounts. I don't know who runs these social media accounts for CBS Sports. Uh, Tweeted something, and I replied to the tweet, something about the, the interception rate and how low it is for Tyrod Taylor. Like the lowest, and I don't know if you saw that tweet, and I responded to it, uh, Dennis. If you have it, let me know. But I I replied to the tweet, um, and and it's accurate what they're saying about how his interception rate is so low, meaning Tyrod, no doubt about it, um, which is great. You want uh, he's a quarterback who's athletic, who's smart, who doesn't make that tells you when his interception uh, percentage is ultra low, that he's smart. He doesn't make bad decisions, and that and that those are a lot of the positive things that I love about Tyra Taylor. But he, kind has, of what I uh, said,
2: he has um, a 1.54 career interception percentage. It's the lowest it, in NFL history among quarterbacks with at least 1,000 career attempts.
1: Which CBS Sports count
2: tweeted that? That was which just inco- at CBS Sports.
1: And no, what was my reply? I'm not even looking at it. I said something. I had a pretty
2: nifty comeback, by he the said, way. true, I love TT, but isn't knowing... Isn't known as a quote throwing QB. Besides checkdowns to running backs, and really isn't producing right now. I support the move. Tough when a player is benched, but coaches see these guys every
1: day in practice. Correct. Now that's the thing. Practice. Coaches see these guys every day, so they 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 know the the, the who's hot, who's not. They know who looks good, who doesn't. They know who mentally is getting a system, who's mentally not getting a system now. That doesn't stand for Tyrod because he gets the system. He's been the starter for quite some time, so he knows the offense. So, But I'm talking about players in general. Coaches, it's tough to just, you know, it's tough to sit here and, and, and get mad at the coach when he decides to, to bench the starter. To me, it's tough. This guy sees them every day in practice, knows what they're doing in the weight room understands their psyche to the best he can in the locker room. Like if the guy's in a bad mental place, if he's got something personal going on, he knows all this stuff. He sees how good or bad they look in practice. This is any sport, obviously, not just football. So you always got to, in my view, lean towards what the coach decides when it comes to something like this. Because there's really no agenda here. This is not like youth sports or high school sports where you got a mom or dad who's got a lot of money and a big booster and they're donating money to the school or something like that, that's not how this works with pro sports guys. Okay, so these coaches need to win. <laughs> that's how they keep their jobs. So they want to put the best guys out there that can get them victories. And Coach McDermott just feels like, uh, well, you know, Nate is the guy. Uh, and what I'm telling you, what I tweeted about, about Tyrod is the truth. He is not known as a guy who's going to push the ball you know, uh, down the field, 40, 50 yards uh, every offensive series. Dennis, you're a football fan. So is Anthony. Uh, I want, I want you guys weigh in. I mean, you tell me, uh, uh, you disagree with this? What I'm saying? Uh about
2: him?
1: No, you're 100 percent right
2: with him. I, I know you were a big Tyrod guy, or you still are. So, yeah, I, I was, I was never high on. He was, he was very average to me. He, you know, he could win games with his legs, but his arm isn't where. Not ideal for. All
1: right, that's a ditto. That, hey, her, Aunt, please bring Anthony into the show. Anthony, that, was that just not a ditto? Oh, Lord. Yeah, it, w- was it was basically a ditto. I kind of feel. Oh, dif- really it was. Yeah, yeah I, it was I
3: feel a little different. Not, obviously, it's the outside looking in. I'm, they're in it right now, and I, I'm a big Tyrod guy. I'm hoping this leads to him ending up on the Broncos, but that's me. <laughs> looking
1: way into the future. I love it. That's spoken like a true fan of his team. I'm Mark. <laughs> so now, okay. Dennis, I will give you one more chance to explain yourself. Just don't repeat what I said. I mean, you're saying basically what I'm saying, sir. I'm trying to help you become the lead guy of dead air when it comes around in 2020 or 2021, you know? We were told 2025. <laughs> be ready. Just be ready. These moments will help you. And begin. Uh,
2: I, f- I think it's a smart move because Tyrod, he's not moving the needle. Like his numbers... His the interception rate is the only thing that looks good. He's only thrown ten touchdowns against three picks this year, but he's not like the offense is plotting. It's not, you know, they won games well, early
1: look, on. That we have no we have no weapons. The Bills we don't really. I shouldn't say no weapons. We don't have a plethora of weapons for Tyrod, but that's not the main problem. I mean, we got Kelvin Benjamin there now. You know, from the Panthers, this big, giant, awesome wide receiver, rocking a great number, in number thirteen. And and the thing is. We, I, I don't know how many receptions he had like two or three receptions. We couldn't get him the ball. I think the other problem is a little bit of the offensive line. You know, I think the defense isn't helping Tyrod either. Our defense is playing like poopy, right or wrong. The Bills' defense is not playing like it was.
2: Well, that was ah. the problem. Yeah, at the beginning of the year they were playing great and you were winning, and now Correct. what is it? You guys are on a two or three game losing streak, and it's. Correct. I mean, the defense is yeah. giving up huge chunks of yards, which. Not good. I mean. You can't blame the quarterback for that because obviously he's not playing that side of the ball. But right. if the offense wasn't anything great all season, all right, maybe it's time to make a change. they right now they're the sixth seed, so I don't know, okay. shake it up. Maybe maybe the offense gets a spark or something. I get, I, I get I, McDermott's I, I, logic. I
1: that's the beauty of football, though. Like you know, if you keep going three and outs with your offense, you know now the defense doesn't get a chance to breathe. They they can't. They got to suck suck it up because they. They just got off the field. Now they're gassed, Now they are going to get back on the field. You know, uh, like so. Now, so the point is, like, you got to have that that cohesiveness between the two teams within your team, the offense and the defense, because it really is two teams. There's an offense and a defense. So, uh, you know, people just think of one team, but when you're at practice, like I know when I was in college playing football, we were looked at it as two separate teams. There was the offense and the defense, and then game day we come together. That's kind of how it is. Uh, so you got to have both those teams, the offensive and defense, gel together. So the offense isn't putting out three and outs, and our defense can re-strategize, because that's the key, what happens that no one talks about. When the defense is on the sideline, with the position coaches and the defensive coordinator, that's when they're looking at iPads and strategy from from the coaches up in, in the booth and all this jazz. And, and you need the offense, our offense, to stay in the field so we can figure out what's going on with the opposing team's offense. That's a simple thing, but no one thinks about it. That's sort of less time that our defensive coordinator and our position coaches have to talk to our defensive players, the tougher it is to win the game. And we need our offense to stay on the field. Now, for football fans, this sounds like football one-on-one, but if you really think about it, no one thinks about what I'm saying, like in detail. That's what that's that's one of the key problems with a three and out is for the defense. And well, what does that matter? Well, I'll tell you what it matters. It matters everything. Because in a game, the offense knows where they're going with the ball. The defense doesn't. So the defense needs to try to figure it out by looking at little little uh, uh, hints of what's going on structurally with the offensive line or the tight end or or maybe it's the, the slot back, the slot receivers, or whatever they're doing or whatever the formation is, I should say. So, you know, I'm really getting inside baseball here, Dennis, for football. This is deep. You just heard that. I got deep just there.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah also, I mean, to your point – if, you're, if the defense is on the field for, I don't know, let's say like 60, 70 plays a game, in the fourth quarter, they're shot. Like Forget about catching your breath. You don't have it anymore. And then teams just run down your throat. They just oppose their will on you. And and that's where the Bills have really been struggling is the, the defense is just on the field too much.
1: That was the beauty with you and Matt Stack. Matt Stack ran that offense in your high school. Triple and option. That- Control the clock. Oh, tri- Triple offense, Jones. Did you guys pull guards? Were you pulling linemen? What were you doing? There oh, pulled
2: everybody. Pulling centers. Pulling tackles. We counter trays. We ran it all. Speaking of pulling,
1: I'm wondering if we could get Pat's brother Tug. Whenever we do the Tazathon, can you Tug on the show too? We'll talk to Pat. I, we spoke with Pat yesterday. He's fired
2: up. Um, I think he's going to be a little upset well, when he finds well, out we got, want Tug. Listen, he's, got,
1: he's got plenty of time in his hands. He lost. <laughs> Woo! got plenty of time in his hand. You don't think he's gonna watch? Because I know him and Tug have a little bit of a heat with each other, even though they're brothers.
2: Yeah, I, it doesn't help that Tug has great facial hair too, Pat. I mean, Pat's oh, very mustache. uh, he's lacking hair on his on his
1: face in general. So oh, I don't think Pat can grow hair. That's part of the issue. That's the so thing one said. of those his eyebrows hairless actually, chihuahuas. Well, his eyebrows actually fake. That's the, Anthony Tolman And isn't that true
3: that he's got fake eyebrows? That's what you said to me, anyway. Yeah, I think he he draw, draws them on like an old Italian woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would you be my suck guy? All right. So uh, we got a uh, we got we got. So uh, all right, Nate will uh, start against the Charges. Peterman uh, doesn't he sound? What? It sounds like an accountant. Nathan Peterman. It sounds like, yeah, I know you're not a Seinfeld guy, but it's Jay Peterman. It was a character on, on Seinfeld, dude. You got to just Google it. You'll see. It's funny, man. He owned like this apparel. Like, you know, Eddie Bauer, like the apparel, yeah, yeah. Eddie, P- the clothing. Picture like that. That's what his Nate P- Peterman guy was. He owned like a <laughs> clothing company. And he was like, hi, hey, I'm Nate. He's like, Nate Peterman. And, like, I, I don't even know how to explain his, like, this guy, Nate Peterman. Uh, not Nate Peterman. Yeah, no. That's the, that's the quarterback. I'm talking about Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. It's it's very funny. I mean, I know a lot of fans that listen to my show, uh, are Seinfeld fans, so they get it. But yeah, it's the same name. Oh, I know the I, actor. I actually saw this act. I don't know his name. You're looking at him. Yeah, this uh, was. I don't know his name,
2: but John O'Hurley is the actor's name, and then uh, dude,
1: I saw him walking by St. Patrick's Cathedral about two months ago. I was driving. I was leaving the city, and uh, I was driving. I was at a red light. Right by by the church, by St. Patrick's Cathedral, and I'm like, who is this guy? And he's walking. Ah, probably about three or four months ago, I showed. He's walking with somebody. He's tall as hell, and I'm like, oh shit, that's Jay Peterman, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know his real name. I know his character name, and uh, you know, I I don't normally mock out for anybody famous. I don't really care, but when I saw him, I'm like, wow, that was in the car, you know. So uh, I was cranking uh, Jay Z. So
5: I was like.
1: Oh, and I have like That's one of image. his better songs. So we also have uh, the commissioner, Roger Goodell. So this is interesting. Uh, and then I'll get into some uh, talking about the whole uh, NXT and uh, Survivor Series. Okay. So this is like kind of crazy to me. Roger Goodell. This came out a couple days ago. He is asking for a fifty million dollar raise. Now I tweeted off of this thing. He acted this a couple days ago. I tweeted about this. He a fifty million. I didn't get a chance to talk about it. A fifty million dollar raise, salary, fifty million dollars salary, and a lifetime private plane in his latest contract negotiations. Now let me get this straight. Did he get this yet? No. Right. This is what he's trying to get.
2: No, he's negotiating with the owners currently.
1: What would he be? So, this is I. I Let's forget about, just for a second, that little minor thing of a $50 million salary. Let's just forget that for a second. Let's just not forget that for a sec. The private plane in itself thing, not much money that costs? He wants a lifetime private plane. Lifetime. The balls on this fucking guy. Are you kidding me, Raj? Now I know why he's got... More heat than a monster in a Godzilla movie. People hate this guy. I hate him now. $50 million, a private plane for life. Are you curing cancer, Mr. Godel? What are you doing, bro? What are you doing? You are the den mother for a bunch of overpaid, awesome young athletes. That's what you do. So you deserve $50 million and a lifetime private jet. My ass. Ass, I say. That means he's going old-school negotiating here, Dennis. He's going, well, let me see. Uh, you know, I want to get what I really want is $30 million, So I'll go $20 million above. I want the plane for only half my life, not all of it. So I'll ask for all of it. See, I
2: thought he was just going to like ask for the 50 and the plane, and then be like, you know what? Let me forego the salary. As long as you guys can guarantee me the plane, I'm satisfied.
1: I agree with you. Because then what you do is you take the plane, and you just sell it on eBay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's real simple. So, um, it, Dude, this is insane. This whole thing. This guy needs... He needs, don't he needs? I'll tell you what he needs. He needs like an old man, a guy that's pushing 100, that can hardly walk, but has a trigger leg and had like an old war injury, so he's wearing jeans, the old man, but he's got a metal leg. His whole leg is steel, but no one knows him. And he has a button, the old man, that he pushes on his hip. mm -hmm. And And it just nut shots, kicks Roger in the balls. That's what he needs, an old guy with a fake leg that's metal with a button kicking this guy right in his nuts. Holy ah. shit. Dude, this is crazy. The balls on this guy. I can't, I can't wait to meet Roger Goodell. I'm going to tell him to his face, you have some nerve, sir, some nerve. Can I get a ride to you until he's in your plane? <laughs> he better not get I, 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 I don't I just don't understand the nerve. It's crazy to me.
2: I mean, he's got to think he's doing a good job as a commissioner, right? For you to ask for 50 million and a life and a a private jet for
1: life. Ex Jerry Jones I <laughs> was doing. That's Cowboys owner ex him. Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones oof. What what he actually Jerry Jones should put a fake metal leg on and go up to Roger Goodell, push a button, and kick Roger Goodell in the balls. That's what should happen. Old tripod, wasn't that Jerry's Speaking nickname? Speaking of the Cowboys, Zeke Elliott, running back Ezekiel Elliott, uh, basically withdraws this the appeal. Uh, He's going to take the suspension, the full six game uh, suspension. Um, you know, this this whole story has been going on. I feel like forever, really. I mean, I feel like forever. Enough uh, for I don't care anymore. I really don't care anymore. I don't think anybody cares anymore. I mean, except for cowboy fans, even them. I, I I don't know. Like, does it not for nothing, right? I mean, you guys feel like it's kind of lost a little luster, the story, like as far as the whole suspension. Ezekiel Elliott last year uh, was boiling hot on the field. Um, You know, it's different this year, and all this stuff, and it started off rough where he was going to be suspended. I feel like it's been going on the. It has been going on the whole season, the whole season.
2: I mean, that's the problem is that, you know, he's, they suspend him, he appeals, the appeal wins, then the, right. the NFL takes the next step to, and yeah. it's been an ongoing cycle, and eventually it's like, all right, enough is it, like, just, it's over, yeah, people man. people are just annoyed, nobody wants to hear it anymore.
1: Oh, well, you get, you just, you're getting into your team, even if your team is losing like you, the Giants, and and the Giants and the, you know, uh Cowboys hate each other, but big NFC rivalry, Jones, but. You got to get to a point where you don't care about this either. I mean, you don't, who cares? It gets to the point where it's like it's it's nonstop. It's, you know what I mean? Like, no and one the cares. Cowboys, right. And the Cowboys are not, they got a lot of losses here. You know, they're, 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 I'm looking here. So they just lost to Atlanta, right? They lost, they got smoked to Atlanta, 27 7. Okay. Then they, they, before that, they won three in a row. Then they, they lost two in a row. They lost to the Rams, they lost to the Packers. By the way, these Rams hmm, got to be careful with these Rams. They're looking pretty good, buddy. Leading a uh, NFC West, I'm telling you. So, uh, so anyway, so um, that's the deal. All right, let me get a real quick mention this, and then we're gonna go to break. I just want to say, um, just real quick, wrestling topic. Then we'll get into the other side, uh, wrestling full throttle, basically. Uh, James Ellsworth was released from WWE. I think everybody knows that. That follows the business. Uh, as fans, uh, wrestling community. And so it sucks that WWE released James Ellsworth. Now, you know, I tweeted at him. I said, basically, keep your head up type thing. You know, I was I wanted to be a wise ass to say, keep your chin up, but I didn't want to be, I didn't want to tweet that. <laughs> that would have been bad. Well, because Man that gets well, lost. Down. Well, that dick gets lost in translation on Twitter. That's not nice. You know, that's, you know, then I'm like the kid that everybody was going, that included me, was getting mad at about uh, when, what's her name got released? Emma. Uh, Leo Rush. And Leo Rush, then I'm the next Leo Rush. Then, if I do that, so but you can't do it in Twitter,
2: then you got to come out one day and yell at yourself.
1: (laughs) But no, but if I say it on the air, like it's different, then people know I would say it in a joking fashion. But you could have put it in all caps, yeah, it's true. I could (laughs) have, people would have thought you were uh, yelling at him. I know, and the only reason why there's nothing funny in my, you know, obviously my view about someone getting released, but later on, I saw that. James Ell- Ellsworth tweeted something that was funny. That's why I think he's taking this okay. He tweeted something like there was something with uh with Carmella and um, Big Cass uh from the Divas thing and he tweeted Ellsworth tweeted something like, "Wait, you know, Carmella and Cass are a couple this whole while or something." It was very funny, whatever he tweeted. It was something like that. It was very funny, so I, he's taking this well, I guess as well as he can. But look, this is a guy who I kind of tweeted. No one expected him to get to this level. People, no one believed in him uh, to ever get to the WWE. And he got not only to the WWE, he got a massive victory on an AJ Styles, uh, which a lot of people can't say. He also um, had a plethora of TV time and pushed and all this jazz. Uh, He helped Carmella get to where she's getting now as a heel. He def, as a partner, He as a dance partner, he helped her, you know what I mean? Uh, on air, on screen, I'm talking about. Because it, it worked for a good chunk of time. Uh, everything. He had a lot of spotlight. So this guy's going to be a red hot thing in the independent scene. I think he has something to do with one of the indies. Uh, I don't know who, though. I'm not in Maryland. Because I know he's from the Baltimore, D.C. area. I think he's from Baltimore, actually. Um, but anyway, he, he, I think he's going to be fine. But you know what? You're better off, James Ellsworth. They weren't. They would had you walking around with a leash and a dog collar and all that craziness. You don't need that crap. It's just gonna kill anything you had positive for your career. So I think for him, it's a good thing, and he's gonna make it work. He seems like he's a, a sharp cookie. So um, you know, sucks that they released him. You know, you don't want to see someone get released, but um, there's definitely life outside of WWE, and uh, and I hope it goes well for James Ellsworth. All right, I gotta go to break. I'll decide to break. Uh, Before we get into talking about NXT uh, for this Saturday and for uh, Survivor Series Sunday, I'm going to let you people know about a massive mistake that happened on NXT yesterday while you watched the broadcast. Massive. Wasn't a writer's mistake. Wasn't a box spot. Always a mistake. It was a mistake, a big mistake, that no one spotted. Cash Show, sit tight. All right, I'm going to get to telling you guys about that. Well, big blow that NXT did last night. But first, I want to you know about safety while you roll. Yeah, looking for better traction and control this season? Then pick up a set of Kumo tires for an exceptional and reliable ride. That's a fact, kids. Keep on track. Your destination this season with Kumo tires. Okay, hey, choose your tire and find your local dealer at KumoTireUSA.com. Listen, football season, right? So getting to the end zone or crossing the finish line starts with the right tires to keep you on track. Haha, <laughs> yeah, and Kumo Tires, well, they do just that. They keep you on track with engineered high, ultra high performance for your journey. You cannot go wrong with Kumo Tires. When your car demands ultra high performance handling, comfort and control and safety, be sure to choose Kumo Tires. Remember, it's KumoTireUSA.com. That's Kumo Tire. Better always. So I'm watching uh, a little bit of NXT last night. And again, I did not watch the whole show. So I have to tell you, I did not. So I saw my man, Lars Sullivan, right? Who I just, I love Lars Sullivan. I'm a big fan of Lars. Just the guy, I I always talk about looking the part. You know, the money, like Vince McMahon always said, is like right in your face. You put a square around someone's face, their eyes, their nose, their mouth, their expression. That's where the money lies, and I've always said this about Lars. I think Lars has a huge future ahead of him. His body looks great. Looks like he might have cut a few pounds. Looks a lot more muscular. Ultra-athletic for a guy that's as big as he is. I don't know. He's got to be somewhere. I mean, Dennis, maybe you can get his actual height. He's got to be six six, six, seven-ish, something crazy like that. And just a massive dude that's ultra athletic. Big fan of his.
2: They have um, him they have him listed at 6'3", 303.
1: Sixth free. Right. I'm six two, and he's definitely taller than me. Well, he's Got six, you by an inch. Six free, dude. Really? No, I that's crazy. He looks a lot bigger than that to me. Wow, 6'3", okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. He looked a lot bigger than that. I've seen him work enough. He feels big. There you go. Those are things that could end up in the sound effects store, folks, but I digress, (laughs) so... Yeah, see if Anthony would have said that, it'd be like, okay, timestamp, to we write that. Uh, no, he had. Ha- he's been complaining. He's like, How come all the all the sexual drops are about me? I have no idea what drops he's talking about. We don't do that here on the show, so I digress. But anyway, the thing is I would um, love to see some nipples. Here's the thing. Okay, this law Sullivan is money. Money. I don't care if he's six three, six six, seven three, whatever tall he is, whatever height he is, I should say. Don't matter. He's he's the real deal. Okay. He's a real deal, and it's just, just the beginning of his career. He's he's money. He's money. He's money. He's big money. Okay, no doubt about it. He wrestled Raul Mendoza yesterday, um, and uh, so what happens is, uh, and he wins the match, obviously. So what happens is, because they're doing this big match this Sunday, um, I you know, I, I I'm I'm Ono comes out, okay, Ono comes out, gets in 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 uh you know, his face and, and Lars' face and all this stuff, because that's where they go on the Sunday. They're going to have a match. I'm sad. They're going to have a match. Okay. Um, I I, I, hate, I don't want to come off like I'm about to bash <laughs> Mauro Ronaldo here, because that there's something that needs to be discussed on my show here. We're going to do that. And it, it, I'm tr- I want to handle it the right way, so I want to preface it first by saying that I am not trying to do that. So Cassis Ono comes out to get in the face of Lars. And they had like a stare down for a second, no physicality, which was smart. And then they had Lars just laugh in his face and leave the ring. And that's good booking. You leave the baby face there in the middle of the ring to walk off kind of the bad guy. And the bad guy's smirking like, oh, I'm going to get you another day. And my day is coming, you know, whatever, this Saturday at TakeOver War Games in Houston, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> and the announcers, you know, Morrow handled that properly. But, Morrow said something along the lines of, "And I'm slightly paragra- paraphrasing. Uh, well, these the, 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 uh, they'll get their hands on each other, or uh, you know, Cassadine will get his hands on Lars a week from this Saturday at Takeover Houston. A week from this Saturday, he said. Dennis, did you hear this?" I did, yes. He said Literally a week you, it, from... I, I, I had to point it out to you, correct? And, and and be honest. You had to watch it a few times, and then you caught it, correct? Yeah,
2: I did. you said you were like, oh, but you were like, you time-stamped. You were like, double-check this. Make sure that... And I was like, I listened to it once. I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. And you were like, when? You were like, what day is TakeOver? And then I heard right. it, and I was like, uh
1: uh-huh. So when I say to you what days is TakeOver, when I text that to you, that was in sarcasm. Like, what days is TakeOver? and then listen to what Mauro said. That's that so you read it wrong cuz you have a mental block. Well, you didn't you put know, it in all the, caps. Okay. I'm done talking to you for the rest of the show. So, so now this is what happens. Mauro says the wrong time, the wrong day when the show's going to happen. This is the go home, the NXT go home for the pay-per-view. This is the NXT go home for, for the takeover. I should say if you used to pay-per-view, whatever the hell it is on the WWE network. This is the go home and he messes that up now it might not be Morrow's fault that's all I want to let you people know that's a massive mistake that's a massive mistake that fell through the cracks you can't let something like that fall through the cracks well how does it fall through the cracks Folks, there's a lot of layers, and it's hard for it to fall through the cracks. You know why? That show wasn't live. If it's live and you make that mistake, it's human error, I've done it, it happens. No big deal. I wouldn't even really say much about it. I don't care. Um, A post-produced show like that is, you you, you can't let that fall through the cracks. That's whoever's producing the announcers, no matter if it's Triple H or uh, Michael Cole or whoever is doing that. It got past whoever's producing them. That's number one. When it was live to tape, when Marrow did it. Then it got past, which is even worse, whoever produces, who does the uh, audio editing and proofs the show before it goes out in production. Whoever that may be. That's a problem. And that doesn't happen a lot with WWE, at least the WWE that I worked for. That, that didn't really happen. That... You know that's a go home mistake for saying the wrong go home is not good. That's bad. Um, well, how does this happen? Like I said, it falls through the cracks. I I I'm sh- I was shocked. That's why I heard it. I, I was as I watched it. I stopped it. I'm like wait a minute. I literally had to pause and make sure I heard it right, and I backed it twice. Listen to it twice. And then this morning here, I text Dennis, said, Hey, here's a timestamp. And if you people want to hear it, it's twenty it's twenty uh, point 47 seconds into the show. Twenty minutes uh how do I word that, Dennis? Twenty minutes and forty seven seconds into 20 the show. Minutes
2: right? of, yeah, yeah forty seven seconds.
1: That's what I said. Okay, wise ass, twenty forty seven. Here's your timestamp. And you can hear it. It's I, hey you know it's, it's a post-produced show. Now, let's talk about how does Maro make that mistake. He's not a dumb guy. We know that. He's a very good announcer. We know that. Even though I, at times I've ripped some of his work. I'm not a ultra fan of his work at times. I think he's piped down a little bit with the screaming. He don't scream as much. Um, I'm not a fan that a lot of stuff he says sounds like it's a script. That I don't like. Um he makes hip hop references, which can be very funny if he does it a little bit more funnier. He mentioned Kodak Black yesterday, to, uh, you know, uh, which I thought was funny. You don't even know who that is, do you, Dennis? He's a hip hop artist. <laughs> Such a act. Why don't you just say, no, I didn't. Anthony, you know, right? I do know.
3: He's a uh, very no well-known mumble rapper. Did you
1: say the word mumble? Yes. I got you are a fan of Kodak Black and I'm assuming. You rap similar to him. Um yeah. As in we both rap very average.
3: Great.
1: I feel like you are sitting right next to Dennis right now. Like you're sitting right next to him. There's no video on you guys. And like I are you sitting on Dennis's lap as we do the show?
3: I am not. I am in the studio, though, because there's a million
1: boxes okay. in the cave. Oh. Stump my groin. Gotcha. So, anyway, so how does this happen? I'll tell you how this happens. Morrow's not a dumb guy. He's a smart guy, and he's been around the block as a broadcaster and a radio guy. He knows what he's doing. It's very easy to make the mistake he made. Very easy. I have done a ton of professional wrestling commentary post-produced in my career. Uh, No particular order from, you know, well, I'll do an order. I mean, from Sunday Night Heat to Jacked and Metal that was in WWF at that time, I've done a bunch of that stuff, all all post-produced. SmackDown, a bulk, a bulk of SmackDowns were done post-production, as you guys, a lot of you guys know. So I've done tons of that, Uh, meaning when you tape a bunch, a lot of times, when you tape several, weeks of tv or a couple of weeks of tv in one sitting while you're ringside okay so you could get confused or make a mistake or something like that definitely that can happen most of the stuff that i've done like that where it was bulk tapings and where you can mess up as an announcer is in tna i've done a bunch of where i would sit there at universal studios with mike tenay in orlando <clears throat> and we would do sometimes you know whatever three four weeks of tv so We would call a lot of it live to tape, but then we had to go into the studio and do what they call pickup lines or wild lines, as the word goes, and we would have to, because if stuff didn't make sense or they changed the storyline for this week for the previous week, the commentary had to match. There's people who proof the audio and video in production. That's how it works. That's why this fell through the cracks, and it shouldn't. (laughs) This shouldn't happen. There's a lot of layers in those cracks, not just who's producing the announcers. Because Michael Cole might have been producing the announcers from the gorilla position for sure. And maybe when they shot this segment with Cassis Ono coming into the ring after Laws just beat Mendoza. Maybe, just maybe, that angle, that spot they set, they did there, was supposed to be two weeks from the pay-per-view. It might have been. And something obviously changed and they pushed it back a week. You gotta fix the commentary. You gotta fix the commentary. You gotta take that line out. You gotta do something. That's a big. That's a problem. Oh, you're making a big deal out of nothing. Oh, that's picky. Okay, I'm making a big deal out of nothing, eh? I sound I sound like Seth when he's doing the thing on the floor, talk making a big deal out of nothing, eh? I sound like a guy from like carnival barker guy again from the 20s. You You're to step right up.
2: You think it's a big uh, deal? Well, it is. I'm making
1: a big deal of nothing. Says who? You say that, hey, oh, yeah? <laughs> like doing those guys from, like, the, uh, the old gangster movies. Cigar on his mouth. <laughs> zoop, <laughs> Tommy <zoop>. gun. Yeah, <laughs> Making a big deal out of nothing, eh? Yeah, so, come over uh, here and say it to my face. And a lot of those guys would, would finish the sentence all the time with, hey, come say it to my face, eh? <laughs> Now Actually, that's a, now that's a Canadian thing. Maybe that's something that Pat McGroin should do for the. But we'll do this in the Taz Taz is done. We'll come up with different concepts that could be good if he finishes everything with a. Not the Pat Canadian McGroin,
0: style. I'm a simple man and the best of what we got. Woo!
1: Hey. Eh? Maybe. If, maybe if he finishes it's just something. Uh, we'll get that down the road. But anyway, so so I, I just it's just like it's like I see a, a flashing light. I'm like, oh, I'm like I'm going at the flashing light. I'm middle of a, a diatribe trap here. My opening monologue. So uh, these mistakes, this type of mistake, is a big mistake. It's not me being picky. It's not me being the pain in the balls. I'm being honest with you. That can't happen for the go home for a pay per view. That can't happen for a big match. You know. Cassis ono and Law Sullivan. I mean, they—they're only putting out, uh, I believe, five matches on on War War uh, War Games Takeover. It's five matches, right? I think six, maybe five, whatever. So every match is a big match. They have two dark matches, and they got the they got Ono Sullivan, they got Black versus Dream, they got uh, Fatal Four Away for the girls, they got the, and then they got the War Games match, and they also have the Almas versus McIntyre for the title. So that's not a lot of matches, which they always do a good job at. that. NXT doesn't need to put on takeover a lot of matches. They have, they'll give these matches. We'll have a lot of time. It'll be quality. It's good stuff. No problem. You can't. So every match is big. That's my point about the card. Ono versus Sullivan is a big match. You can't. You can't have that mistake. And I'm telling you, I bet most people didn't even notice this. Telling you. And you shouldn't notice it, I guess. And, you know, some might think, God, Taz must sit there with, like, his ear to the TV, like, eh, what'd you say, hey? Like, no, I'm not doing that. I've just been doing this long enough that, you know, it, it happens. You hear it. You know what to listen for. So this might have made no sense. Let's go down to Florida, Fort Lauderdale, I say. And let's talk to Peter. Peter, you are on the Taz show. What do you say, Haas?
4: Hey, what's going on, Taz, man? Hey, I just want to put you over. I actually put a couple people over. Um, I don't know if it was earlier this week or late last week. You were talking more or less uh, being in the business back in the day where uh, interaction with the audience and not feeding too much into them in uh, yes. comparison to nowadays and smaller promotions uh, being kind of the opposite. You are dead right about that um i went to the roh elite show at the uh war memorial auditorium which i know was near and dear to your heart
1: broke my and, neck there yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: but <laughs> also the first the first time i ever went to a wrestling event there was also uh, the first time i saw you so it's near and dear you. at least to my heart um uh, yeah well
1: but, i i you know the good the cool thing pete is that i actually i, I think you might know this i wrestled there after i broke my neck yeah. i've done shows there a lot so i've had a lot of success there besides the
4: you know getting hurt badly there you know, so. i've caught you there at least two or three times one of them was the first time with the pay-per-view so
1: i, I used to uh, love working in that building dude like ecw days like we we like you know once we started rocking and rolling we used to love going to fort lauderdale we we always had good shows there you people that were there uh were always red hot we we loved working in that building for the huh. most part most of the locking did seriously
4: yeah, it was awesome because a friend of mine went for the first time in the building. I kind of actually explained to him the way they had it set up was the same way ECW used to have it set up, where ROH has been there in the past, but they never used the bleachers kind of stands. How yes. ECW used the bleachers. You guys would come you know, entrance-wise through the middle of the bleachers. So I yeah. thought that was kind of a nice throwback. But the, Hold know, on. Is, it,
1: the, is, that build, is that building still the same? We're talking about the one more in Fort Lauderdale. It's folks, exactly if you don't
4: know. the same. It is. That's cool. That's not cool. a yeah. thing has changed there, my friend. Not a thing has changed, <laughs> inside or outside. But yeah, the That's thing cool. that you were mentioning. I went to the show, and I, you know, have been to some WWE shows, and um, you know, interaction with you know the talent is kind of you know hit or miss, depending on you know if you're paying yeah. for an autograph and so forth. Dude, I walk around this place. I'm talking from these this, the the least known guy on the card up to everyone in the Bullet Club. Uh, the announcers, Ian and Cole Cabana, everyone was so nice and so uh, personal with you. Everybody that I kind of ran into, I'm talking, every member of the Bullet Club, including Brandy Rose, the announcers, whomever. The yep. one thing they all said was, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. And I kind of was just thrown off. I was like, cool, that makes me like want to now support them. We'll go watch their weekly show and things of that sort. Of course. So of course. I thought you nailed that. I didn't, you know, i was like, when you first said it, I was like, eh. Then I go to the mm-hmm. show, and sure enough, it's exactly right there. So it I has to be now. Def- it's,
1: it's It's. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. No, no. no, no you
4: were def- You definitely nailed it. The other thing I want to mention. Um, I don't know if this is more or less. like a su- to answer to to reply to your video issue going on with the show, but definitely a suggestion. CBS Sports has this beautiful app that is available on a multiple on multiple uh, devices. Uh, I would love to see the TAS show uh, come on there. It's much easier to watch it through a device and so forth. And you guys are super... But, hold
1: on. What, what is the, Which app is this? Tell me the name of the actual app.
4: Uh, I think this is CBS Sports. They have their own like app. I know they have yeah. some other shows. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, the thing, that Pete, they show yeah. live on there, simulcast-wise, that you can watch yeah. it, you know, on their normal channel. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that'd be the a pro, great pro, idea pro, for pro, you pro, to be on pro, there.
1: Pro, I don't think that's going to happen. and And this is why. Not just my show... I'll, here's the thing, like what uh, I think it was just the official, more or less yesterday, the whole merger uh, with, with Entecom the company and CBS radio that happened yesterday. So it's kind of like we are as far as CBS sports kind of separate from them, the, from what I understand. Again, this gotcha. will, of, of my gotcha. pay grade. So this no, there's, there's going to be. A lot of different stuff going on here really soon thing I think uh, again I've been saying that for a while Pete as you know uh, but uh, I'll be able to get into more details soon I think I might know some more stuff soon about what uh, you know the future for, for what we do here on the Taz show and and stuff like that and what 2018 might look for I think very soon I might be able to explain that to everybody Pete so
4: um I, I just to- be, it'd be cool to catch you guys you know something a little bit more available than just your website I'd love yeah, I I really am more of an audio on demand kind of guy with your show because I don't have, uh, believe it or not, I don't have a cell phone provider. I don't have unlimited data, so. Um, I mean, no, a lot
1: of people don't. It's expensive. A lot of people
4: don't. I and, understand. I, yeah, and and did I used to catch you guys live all the time. But yeah, just mm. it's an, I guess a more of a video aspect of it because you guys are hilarious, and you know, it's Thank it's you. cool to just you know, it's cool, definitely cool. To listen, to you guys, I listen to you guys every day. If I miss an episode, I'm downloading the podcast version or the audio on demand version. Don't I don't want to get any heat. But um, yeah, definitely <laughs> no, it's other right. avenues it's okay. to catch you guys.
1: Pete, thanks for calling. I'm not sure. I mean, uh, we'd have to see. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true. What he's reporting or not. All right. So the thing, like I was saying, back to what I was saying about uh, about announcers saying stuff when you're doing something that's in post production. Okay, and you're it's it's not an easy task here to do when you're taping a lot of TV in one sitting. It's not. It's not. Things do get. I mean, I got to tell you the truth. I, when I first went to TNA, I my head was spinning, you know, and I've called, like, a bunch of WrestleManias. I called all these big matches, WWE. I mean, calling the matches were easy and getting over characters and the storylines weren't hard. It's just it was the the logistics. Like right, this week is for this week. Don't say this here. We're doing on camera here. That's going to be the fun. It was like paint by numbers. Mike Tenay used to help me so much. Like, no, dude, this is for this week. All right, all right. He was used to it. And then it took me a couple of tapings to get used to it. Um it was really like you know it, when I was doing the main event mafia when I was part of that with Samoa Joe for that short time, I didn't know which week we were ru- doing running in on or that, and Joe would tell me, Joe, no, Ted, this is for this week, like because <laughs> he was used to it too as a performer as a wrestler, you know, so that stuff can get confusing, it can until you get used to it, and Myles used to it. I'm not saying he's not, but this was obviously something that fell through the cracks. It might not have been his fault, even though he's he's the one who said it. Um, it might now might have been his fault. Well, at the end of the day, no, nah, I can't say at the end of the day it might have been his fault. I don't think it was. I think that he thought. Unless, let's just think; those were all done. I don't know. They could have. They could have. That segment here's this is the thing. That segment could have been recorded out of joint, out of a sequence with the other segments that aired yesterday. Dennis, you follow me on that? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Oh, of course, your shot was attacked. On that note, can't follow that. Uh, I'm gonna go to break. Other side of break. I will get right into war games. NXT. Houston. Speaking of NXT, and we will discuss that. uh, Apparently, there's new rules with war games. I'm gonna go over the new rules that I'm not a fan of. Uh, Tasho, sit tight. on Twitter right here. Looking at uh, a couple of people. so I'll just give some shout outs here. While I'm live, I'm going to get to talk about the WWE NXT show, War Games. Uh, The preview prediction gimmick in a second.
0: Uh,
1: Patrick, uh, Pete Trimble 66 on Twitter says to Maggie Gray, who is the new come January, be one of the three people uh, picked to do the Afternoon drive to here in uh, New York, WFAN, where Mike Van says, Maggie, never heard the show since I'm in Pittsburgh, and I didn't realize how big this is. But Taz gives you high praise, so congrats. I like that. I like when a fan from outside of New York is a fan of the Taz show and and what I do out here. This is the loyalty of wrestling fans and goes and gives a shout-out to someone he doesn't know not familiar with her work because he doesn't live in the same town and he doesn't have access to hearing her work or whatever um and and he gives her dennis how nice is that
2: that is actually a very kind gesture thank you patrick for
1: supporting this show
2: first and supporting maggie Maggie, who's one of the nicest people you'll ever work with in radio second to yourself Well,
1: well i was gonna say i'm the nicest we know that maggie's very nice Moose is there, you know Moose, Mark Belousis, that bum. I'm so mad at him still for that <laughs> comment about the Mets and the Yankees that I'm not allowed to root for the Yankees. God, I can't wait to see him again. Maybe um, if we do the Tazathon, maybe Moose could swing by. That'd be pretty good. People like Moose, I thought.
2: I think so. I mean, he's a likable guy.
1: Yeah, where to sell him? Where to get him over?
2: I, I mean, I would love to have Moose back on.
1: And you know Moose? I love Moose. He's the man, right? He's a good guy. Yes, indeed. He knows his stuff, bro.
3: He does. Those he does. And it's always stuff. fun, you know, when I uh, first started at the fan, I was like, you know, a quiet wrestling fan, and he was one of the mm-hmm. first people to talk wrestling with me. So I was like, oh, all right, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, him, um, geez, Uh a lot of those guys are wrestling fans down there. Evan Roberts, obviously, has been on my show before. Monzo. The next producer of the, the tash cup He's a big wrestling fan. Uh, uh, Giannotti, right? And he, I think he, I don't know him, but the guy who got the morning slot with Boomer, isn't he? I think he is. I don't know. Maybe he's not.
2: Uh, I'm not 100% on that. I know he's not a fan of Dennis. That I'm 100% positive of. I,
1: I've heard that. <laughs> awesome. Yep. This is true. Which makes me a huge Giannotti fan. <laughs> love Giannotti I never met him but I love the guy
2: <laughs> he's, gr- he's great I, I have no ill will towards him he's very good at what he does obviously they wouldn't have picked him to fill that spot otherwise but he would not have very kind words to say
1: about me love that now some would say "Well, Taz ask Dennis why don't worry I'm not going to ask Dennis why because I don't give a shit how about that why do I hear myself in an echo turn your radio down Dennis first
2: time long time sorry sir <laughs>
1: that's unbelievable one two three yeah that was it you had your... Re- what what when are you gonna learn how to do this job when now it's working right anyway thank you patrick uh give a shout out Sh- representing wrestling fans
6: you can say thank tell you. you
1: people let me tell you people something People in GP, you know what GP means?
2: Uh, is that general, general Pop- population?
1: Okay, I'm talking. You asked me a question. No, I asked a rhetorical question. I forgot to put the parentheses and the underscore R. It was not for you. It was for everybody else. GP is general population. So the general population, that's everyone outside of the wrestling community. For all of us as fans, as wrestlers, as commentators, production people, we are all in a cage. And they are GP. GP looks at us like we are idiots. How do you like that wrestling stuff? That shit sucks.
0: Don't fake.
1: John Jimmy, all of a sudden, he's not a wrestling fan. Texas guy.
3: I'm defribbing it right now.
1: So it's nice when a fan like Pat goes and tells someone outside, Hey, look at a wrestler said something nice. And I'm a wrestling fan and I'm seeing something nice too. That's nice. That's nice. We need more nice in the world. Have you not looked around at what's going on in our world, people? in this country of america have you not looked around we need people that are nice david burns at hey david burns on twitter says correct me if i'm wrong i don't recall the original war games match having shock cages if it did please educate me otherwise no david i am not going to educate you cuz you're correct and I wanted to talk about this uh, because I noticed the rules on uh this is uh this early this morning on WWE.com for war games. And basically, let me put my cheaters on here, my sunglasses. It basically says uh the th- the, the rule the rules of the match are as follows. <coughs> Excuse me. The three member teams of Sadly, which is Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane. Undisputed Era of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and O'Reilly and the Authors of Pain, Akim, and Reza and Roger Strong will rage war inside a massive steel cage that surrounds two rings. Okay, so that part is the normal war games. Two rings, massive cage. All three teams will be contained inside a separate shark, tank, shark cages by the entranceway with a member from each team as chosen by his respective squad starting the match. Okay, so let's discuss that for a second. So basically, they're gonna do the same thing as the original war games, so the early years and all, uh Dusty Rhodes' creation, but they're changing it, which I don't agree with. The same thing they're gonna do is they're gonna have it that they pick a um, that they pick a what do you call it? Um uh, they pick a leader, a respective squad leader. As they huddle up, we saw that in the original ones. You know what I mean? We did see that in the original. The shock cage thing. Why? Not a fan at all. Not a fan. I don't like that. All three teams will be contained inside separate shock cages by the entranceway. After five minutes, the remaining members from one team will be released from the shock cage and allowed uh, allowed to enter the match. Man, this changes it a little bit. It takes away that. Let me, Let me get this straight, guys. I want you to ponder this for a minute. Now, I'm not in their production meetings when they go over this, or they go into their 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 pitch meetings with props and stuff like that and what type of elements they need for the show from cages to ropes to a ladder to a table to for my uh, shark tank, whatever. Every show there's always stuff that you got to go over what you need like props. Why would you say that a not one cage that covers a 20 by 20 ring two cages so the cage is going to be over 40 feet long I would think and 40 feet wide, right? If My math is correct. 20 and 20 is 40, right? Correct. Yes. Is this true? Correct. Thank you. Massive cage. The cage is to keep other people out of the ring while the two people are going at it as people enter. If we have this massive, gigantic cage, why do we need shark cages? Why do we need all these cages? Why? Now I'm reading this. It might look it might look cool I'm sure it'll look great pyro this and that whatever they're gonna do who knows it, they don't need this what made the original war games cool well one of the things not not this there was many things that made it cool but what made it cool was seeing each team huddled up or rooting on their teammates getting ready to go in and they' they're banging on the cage they're right there. Like, they're so close to the action. That made it feel authentic and real. I couldn't disagree more. Now, you put the streamlined uh, shock tank and, and, and lock these guys up. I, I don't, I don't, maybe it'll look we'll cool to when they do it. Maybe it's going to be better. I doubt it. I'll give it a chance. I'm going to watch it. You don't need this. Like I've said before, a lot of times, and we've seen it, WWE has a habit. Changing history in their vision. I hate that. Otherwise, just don't revisit history and be creative and come up with your own shit. Spitting truth up here. Let you know I me mean? HOF, thanks for coming. We think Dennis, that might have locked it in. Mm.
2: Yeah, you've been doing a good job this week of really uh, going counterculture here. You guys want me to get when in the Hall of Fame? How about this? One,
1: when one, when one three-minute period elapses, the remaining members from the second team are released from the shock cage and enter the match. <sighs> Following one three minute period, the final team's members are released from the shock cage and enter the map. When did this, when was this posted? Is this new news? Like, I, I, because I saw this this morning, like I said, and I don't know what the heck. Like, has this been out for a while? Like, Dennis, is this, did you hear about this before or not? Uh,
2: Last night was the first I I read it. They've never, as far as I know,
1: I'm trying to find a timestamp for. Eric Mizziano at Truth16X, he always supports the show strongly. Do you think separating the three teams in shark cages is for them not to start chaos outside the ring? In the original war games, there were only two separate teams on the opposite sides of the ring. I understand what you're saying, Eric, and I I did think of that. First and foremost, I don't agree with three teams. It should have been two teams. Okay, That's the other thing. It shouldn't have been three teams. Um, again, if you're going to revisit history, respect history and do what they did. Um, don't put your slant on it. I don't think that's it. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't think you have to worry about that. If you're WWE and you're NXT, you could just tell the talent, stay on your side of the ring. We don't want any interaction. And that could be part of the rules that it's not allowed have the ring announcer say it. or have referees in each corner or on the outside. When I say corner outside the, the cage. You know, or put up a guardrail or something. Something. Yeah, I know they can jump the guardrail. I'm just spitballing, you know? It it, it, it What what stopped, you know, uh, the heels and babyfaces in the original War Games from getting each other? One side of a ring because there was only two teams, not three? I don't know. I mean, I'm not knocking you, Eric. I'm just saying. Joey Gavone, Dennis's best friend, Bro Scallo, says, Don't call it a cage, it's a cell. Correct? Not a cage! And one more. It says Twitter rant. I never do this many Twitter reads. but There's some interesting people tweeting as They're listening live. Shano, another fan of the show, says WWE has got an obsession with shark cages. How is Shane listening? This should be the fourth time this year alone that they've had a match involving a shark cage. Right, That's kind of odd. Well, people don't realize that Triple H is very big into deep sea fishing. He loves the deep scuba dive, if that's what they really call it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I joke, learned something. I, I could make an immature joke about his nose. Like he doesn't eat.
0: That's where my I mind, mind,
1: my mind went there. A, that he doesn't need an oxygen tank, his nostrils. I could make that. I wouldn't do that. I sound like Trump with his tweet about the. I would call him short. I'm going to leave it alone. And when we get political out here. Hmm. So I was uh, one more tweet, I'll read James Rivera, because I was thinking it's the exact same thing. I think a lot of you people, when you hear me say this or read it, or, or read it, I should say, would think the same thing. James, uh at Wrestling Fan for Life, says the NXT version of war games sounds like a combination of war games and the elimination chamber. And he's right. It's exactly what it sounds like. Plus well, the Shock Tank cage, she name it? Apparently, Shano, thank you, said the rules have been out since November 1st. I'm 16 days late on this commentary. 16 days late. But that's by design, folks. I did this on purpose. Yes, because I wanted to talk about the rules on the go-home. Whew, that was a close one. I didn't know it came out November 1st. But that's okay. I don't like the rules. I don't like the shark tank. I don't like any of that. I just don't. I don't, I don't, and I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll give it a chance. I shouldn't say I'm not going to like it. I will give it a chance. I will obviously watch the show. Um, I uh, just don't think they should do this with the shark thing. I just poked myself in the eye with my, my glasses. Okay, so let's talk about this. War you games just body
4: you... slammed me and broke my glasses.
1: So... We got, uh, we got a dog match that's going to air. Uh, a couple of dog matches that are going to air next week on NXT TV. Okay. You got Ruby Riott versus Sonya Deville, which I have no problem with them doing this type of stuff, taping stuff in airing. I have no problem with that. I, I I agree with it. I think it's good. It's fine. It saves money. It's good business. I get it. I'm a fan. Both these girls, Sonya and uh, Ruby. I'm in. This is great. We're not going to see it, but uh, until next week. The other dog match is uh UK championship match. Champ Pete Dunn against Gargano. This will also gonna is gonna air next week, so that's cool. A couple of really good matches there. I think you got to have a little buffer before uh, after one of those each of those matches. They, those matches are gonna be good matches, so the people are gonna be red hot for those matches. And I'm gonna tell you, look, bring behind the scenes a little bit. You you're in a you're you love your spot you're in if you're Ruby Riot, Deville, Dunn, or Gargano because you know you're working with good opponents and you're gonna have great matches. And it's going to be on NXT TV. And the fans, the audience in Houston, because you're the first two matches, are going to be red hot. Easy pop Jones. They're going to pop like crazy for everything. That's going to translate on television or the internet, whatever, WWE Network, whatever you want to freaking call it. Um, Well, really well. It's going to translate really well. That's my point. So, um... So let's get into the meat of the matches and uh, make some predictions. And uh, maybe uh, Dennis or Anthony can win if they want. If they don't, I don't really care. It's a good push. <laughs> Cassis, oh Sullivan. I'll tell you who I think should win. And I'll tell you who I think they're going to have win. Is that fair, Dennis? I like that. Law Sullivan should win. And I think he's they're gonna have him win. How about that? There you go. <laughs> Plot I was twist. Say, I know. <laughs> I know they like they, they like. Oh no, they they push him. I you know he's he's a, he's good in the ring. He is. He's he's good on his promo work. I know his look. He's the everyday guy. Whatever. The, I, I I don't. It's not just the look. There's something about him like that. It factor for me. I, I don't want to disrespect the guy. I'm just giving my opinion. It's just it. You know. I, he don't work for me. So whatever. I mean. I'm um. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of 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 the, the persona he portrays and, and how he comes out, like his look, his physique. I'm not, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not. So, but but I think Lars Sullivan, and that's not uh, I'm not comparing him. Laws, I'm just saying I think Lars is a guy that you're gonna hitch the wagon to, possibly, you know, one of your wagons. I think Lars wins, and I think they have him win. What do you think, Dennis? I'm gonna go with an, a simple ditto here. Okay, Ant, are you uh, familiar with the NXT storylines or not really? I am, I am. I think Lars wins. I like him a lot, though. Yeah. You know, you sound, Anthony, like, okay, I, I'm here myself again. Here we go. That's, you know why this happened, ladies and gentlemen? Because one of these nimrods in the studio won't put headsets on. So they want to hear themselves and me on a speaker. Shut the speaker. We don't have the speaker on. Both of us Then weren't. why do I hear myself in my head? Don't answer that. I won't. Don't You dare answer that? Alice, the black velveteen dream. See, you lied, Dennis. Because now I don't hear myself anymore, dude. You're fucking with me here. It you t- better stop this shit. I'm. T- I'm gonna find out what's going on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell Seth on you. No, I don't feel like doing anything today. Seth is lazy today. I love it. Lazy Seth. That don't I happen. Have, I still got my PJs on. I Don't
2: want to <gasps> deal with these Nimcom poops.
1: I'm watching Matt Lauer. I love him. <laughs> I don't realize he loves Matt Lauer. Too, so. Not today. So anyway, uh Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. It's gonna be a good match. This is gonna be a real good match, kiddies. Oh yeah. This is gonna be a good one. Ah, I got to tell you, uh, I like both these guys. I do. I think they both have really, really strong futures. Um, I think this is going to happen. I think that they will have the Black win. I'm torn here. But... I think Velveteen Dream should win. It's this unfair. Is it is this not really a prediction show what I'm doing, Dennis? Is this is this kind of like conduct I'm becoming as a, a host? No, I like uh here's here's
2: what I think, here's what I what they should. So it's it's a prediction like plus one.
1: Oh, Remember that song? Should I stay or should I go? Remember boom, that? Boom, 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 Okay. If I stay, there will be trouble. Mm 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 And if I don't, it will be double. I
2: I may be in my PJs, but I'm all
1: ears. I just got a text from him. It said simple Don't you dare. (laughs) That's what it said. Don't you dare. Yep. Velveteen Dream, I think, should win. I got no problem. Like I said, I, I really like both these guys. I think they're going to have Aleister Black win. I would like to see Velveteen Dream win. I think that there's a little bit more character to him than Black. Alice the Black is a... But that's kind of his shtick. He's very dark and gothic-y-esque or whatever you want to call it. No matter what, I think this is going to be good. I'm looking forward to this match. They, they have an opportunity here to really, uh, really kick some ass, and I hope both these young guys do it. Uh, what do you think, Dennis?
2: I... I think Velveteen Dream wins, but not uh it, it's gonna he's gonna cheat. He's gonna do something because I don't think Alistair Black's lost since coming to NXT and they don't wanna I don't think they wanna have like an Oscar situation again where Right. They, they I agree with that. kinda book themselves in a corner. So I think yeah. Dream wins here. It's gonna it's gonna be a great match and then the ending's gonna be a little fugazi.
1: Total hack everywhere using my lines using everything about me. All right. So uh, and you want to weigh in or not? I'm starting to get tired of both of you people. Um, I
3: uh, ditto to your point. I just hope they keep the storyline going because I really enjoy both of these guys Yes, I agree with you.
1: All right, Fatal four way for the vacant women's championship uh, Carrie Sane Nikki Cross Ember Moon Peyton Royce. I, I like the way really they went into this This was a long build into this making putting these four ladies in this match where Carrie Sane won the, uh, she won the tournament, right? Yeah, she won the tournament. Uh, they all had to earn their way in, basically. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I say Peyton Royce, they should have win, and, and Peyton does win. I'm a big fan of her. I'm a big fan of all these girls. Carrie Sane, I think, has got to work on She's got that whole pirate thing going on with the parrot, and it's a little funky. Uh, it's like a, a female captain-esque, weird, you know. Uh, Buy a hat. I don't know. I know there's a whole Gulliver's Travel thing going on with her in Japan. I don't I don't know what it is. <laughs> I I don't know. Is she Japanese or is she Korean? I can't I asked this last time. I think she's Japanese. I think she's right.
2: Japanese.
1: Okay, so it's like a Gulliver's Travel meets Rapungi, kinda. Of, like a Japanese Gulliver's Travel. Okay. Sounds like someone has a chainsaw there. So um Peyton Royce. I, all the way, they're gonna have her win. Uh, she should be the champion. She could talk. She looks great. She works great. Uh, she's money. I'm a big fan. Um, definitely. Uh, what do you think, Dennis? I actually, I thought out of the four, Peyton Royce had the least
2: likely chance to win. I think, um, I think this is Ember Moon's chance because she she can never get over the hump with Asuka. They're gonna put the three women. Ember Moon's got the uh, like the build up. She was injured blah 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 this is her her comeback this is her grand finale she, yeah. she finally overcomes something, here
1: something something missing with Amber Moon there's something uh, I'm, I like her too but this I've been saying something when I watch her she looks like she's thinking okay uh, I like that wording no but it, if you think about what I'm saying it, it's it, it should that shouldn't happen when I watch her perform and work it looks like she's thinking to me it shouldn't. It should never look like you're thinking. It should look like it's flawless. Because if it looks like you're thinking, that could be confused with you're confused. If that makes sense. But I know what I'm spitting out here.
2: Yeah, you want now, it to feel natural. Like it should look she, natural. She it's seems like to. she's calculating everything. I get what you're saying.
1: A little bit, a little bit. Her uh, to look with the uh, contact lenses. Everything. It seems a little forced. But I think the company loves her, and I think that there is a great chance that she wins it cuz they want her. They like to put they want to push her. I I just think that I I also think they really like Peyton Royce. I do. I mean she's a heel that can that would be great on top as the champ with baby faces chasing her. She she can talk, she you know her and uh half of her iconic duo, uh you know, it would be uh it, it, they could do a split there with them too. You know, where one turns face and, and 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 you know she's jealous and all this jazz and, and you know what I mean. I,
3: I mean, I hear you. I just don't. It's Anthony's turn. I think Nikki Cross wins. Ooh. Um, that's I have nothing to base that off of. I would just like to see like Sanity do like a little reign
1: of terror. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Uh, that's cool uh, I'm going to get into the uh, rest of the uh, NXT uh, war games i uh, got to go to break I'll set a break we'll do that and get into Survivor Series in the fourth quarter busy show sit tight Florida City. Talking about NXT, Takeover. Uh, give us some thoughts, opinions on uh, kind of prediction on what's going to happen when they do this uh, big show on Saturday from Houston. Then we'll get into Survivor Series here in this segment also. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Bad Money Slim, welcome to the Taz Show. What's going on, buddy?
6: What's going on, Taz? How are you? All right, yourself? Uh, I just threw up in my own mouth, but I'm good otherwise. So, What's going on? Ooh. Uh, so I just wanted to bring up two points yeah. and your reaction on them. And uh, So number, no, number one, um, the first war games was always stick a microphone in your opponent's mouth and they have to verbally say, I quit. Yes. They're not doing that anymore, so that's the one, one. Right. And uh, number two, you know, rumor and innuendo have that there's not going to be a top on the cage. Now, I didn't see any official reports. But I saw it all over the internet for the last three weeks. Well, hold on. So You're seeing reports
1: on, on the. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that there will not be a top of the cage?
6: But that, that I didn't like. I said I didn't see that anywhere officially. Like I saw it in random tweets and this and that on the internet. So I'm just asking your opinion if there is not.
1: Dude, I I think there has to be. You know, I think you know. I said before, bro. It's like you gotta like. You know, it's such an iconic thing for wrestling fans. This War Games uh, and Dusty's creation and what they did in the NWA back then. You got to really be careful not to just, you know, change this thing too much. It just—it's not. I—I I, I think not putting it on Raw or SmackDown uh, hurts it. Uh, you know, nothing against NXT and those those kids and stuff. I love it, but you know, pay it its due respect if you're going to do it. Otherwise, don't do it. Look, War Games. NWA, Dusty Rhodes, it was opposed, opposing WWF back then and Vince McMahon. I mean, so Vince McMahon is probably not one looking to like support this that much, I would assume. So let uh, fine NXT, he owns it, but you know, it's his son-in-laws thing and let Triple H do what he wants, I guess. That's here's a blank checkbook, Triple H. Go have fun. That that's triple H. So good for him. But I I don't think that you should change um Change. I. I. Think you got to put a cage top on it. The, the Shark Tank thing. I'm not a fan of, at all. Not a fan. Dude, and I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
6: Uh, that, that didn't. Uh, like the Shark Tank thing didn't upset me because they never did groups of three. Where? No, they have. If they, they got have to done, change they, the rules. They did. They did really? Hold on. They
1: did. They did groups of three. I think they did it in WCW with like NWO times. They did. I think they did. I think so. well
6: I think I, I. I was like a. I. I honestly I don't remember that. I remember like two teams of five, but never like three teams separate. I think they uh, have. I, mean, I, could be, I, could, I could be wrong, though.
1: Dennis is looking into uh, it. And begin. Go ahead, Slim.
6: Uh, but it's it, like it I completely agree with you. The top of the cage thing is, is probably the most important part of the whole thing. I you think know? it is. It that gives it, there, it, and that, 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 it out. that
1: Right. It gives, it gives it the look. It gives it the look I, and everything. I, it's, you know.
6: I grew up as a WCW kid, you know, late '80s into the '90s, and this other other than the finish of it of verbally making somebody quit, which I love that they're going to do a tap out and a, you know, a, a pinfall to win, which is I think it's great. Like, the I have yeah, the I, I got I got no problem,
1: today. dude. I got no problem with that part. I have no problem with that part. You know, I don't. Um, I, I'm reading some stuff on Twitter. It Looks like uh oh, Nando he tweeted at us here. And so the nineteen ninety eight War Games, there was three teams and they came out uh one it came in one at a time.
2: Fall, fall Brawl ninety eight. Team WCW, yeah. NWO Hollywood, and NWO Wolfpack. I remember, right.
1: okay. Right, 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 right. So so but you know, if you're looking at like the way it was the first one in in eight nineteen eighty six, um and then in '87 at the in Miami at the the man you know it was those were to me that's war games you know the original man you know it's like mm-hmm. so I guess Triple H is gonna take different touch of different stuff that they've done and the Shark Tank thing I don't understand I whatever I I don't like it I think you do need a cage top for sure um I think that definitely adds to it but the thing with the Shark Tank like I said before Slim there's no need. To have a shark tank because you have this not one but two cages meshed together, you know, I mean, it's like a gigantic cage. So, and thanks for calling, Stom. I appreciate it. We got a lot to do here, we got a lot to do. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, the rest of the NXT Houston card, yeah, lock the line. I went into the fatal four way for the women's. Gimmick. We discussed that, right, Dennis? Yes. Correct. NXT Championship match. Drew McIntyre is a champion against uh, Sienna Amos. I've talked about Amos recently. Uh, Sienna, he has really amped up. They have pushed him. He has amped up. Uh, Selena Vega with him is money. Um, it's just, I'm a big fan of this guy's work. I've been a fan of his in ring work. I wasn't a fan of the character, but lately I am. I'm definitely, I definitely am. I'd like to see him become a new champ. I'd like to see him become a new champ. I really would. I think they're pushing him hard enough, and he's over enough to be the new champ. I don't think they will, though. I do think Drew McIntyre will retain. Uh, They haven't—I feel like they haven't pushed McIntyre and been fair to him as a champ from Jump Street. Uh, When the Undisputed Era got in there and beat him up, and I talked about that back then— he didn't get a chance to get revenge on him, but it seemed like two, three weeks in a row, like nothing, not acknowledgement. like it just it was horrible. Bad booking. They've done him bad, so they got a chance to do Drew McIntyre better now. So, so I think they'll keep it on him, but I got no problem, and I'd like to see Amos as the champ. I would. I would. But I got a feeling they're going to keep it on McIntyre. Yeah, Dennis, your turn. Dude. Uh- a
2: slight ditto. I agree McIntyre wins. I think they're going to circle back. I think this is just kind of a uh, a one-off feud between the two of the guys, and then they get to uh, McIntyre coming back to the Undisputed Era, and I think that's where they go from here. So McIntyre retains.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. What, what are you, making predictions on future shows? I'm, futu- I'm, futu-
2: <laughs> I'm future predicting too.
1: What you talking about this takeover war games in Houston? What, what, why are you talking about – can continue. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. McIntyre, McIntyre retains. Thanks, Anthony. Ditto. Okay. All right. So, uh, war games will be Saturday Ditto versus Undisputed Era versus Authors of Pain and Roger Strong. Not a fan of the three man, three team thing. I said that earlier. Not a fan. It's okay. It's what it is. Uh, Undisputed Era will win. In my opinion, and they should win. Um, I think these three heels uh, are money, money, and it's like, without a shadow of a doubt. I agree with this. I mean, money, money, and they brought them in for a reason. Um, I got no problem if Sanity wins. I don't think all the pain should win, but I do think Undisputed Era wins, um, and I think they should win. Uh, just my opinion. I like them. Um, I think that it's a good way to really start just. Blast, push them, get rocking and rolling with them. Um, you know, they're, all three of them are just phenomenal in the ring. And this is kind of like, I guess, their version of three of the four horsemen type because they're workers, they could talk, they're they all down, they're good workers. I mean, you know, Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, money, money, money. Does Roderick Strong turn here on the Office of the pain? And then they... You know, strong gets with those. You know what I mean? Does that happen? You know what I mean? What do you think, Dennis? On that, a fan perspective. Uh, I.
2: That'd be interesting. I would like to see that. I didn't think of that until just now. You mentioning it.
1: Yeah, well, that's what happened, didn't they? Didn't I, mean, I saw it a couple weeks ago on NXT TV? Uh, in the Undisputed Era tried to recruit. Remember, they, they they gave him a wristband or something like that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah they gave him the
2: armband, sure. and then he yeah. he denied them. So I thought. Yeah. I can
1: see a oh, double, sw- uh, oh, like, okay. Swear. You almost used the word swear. I almost mock. did. I mock. almost did. Ah, ah, you're a mock. Uh huh. <laughs>
2: I stopped myself.
1: I'm you, a sir, mark. are a. Mo- <clears throat> you go first.
3: I'm a mark. You, sir, are a mock. He loves to suck.
1: In California. You're on the Taz show. What do you say, homie?
5: What's Gucci taz How are you, buddy? Not bad, man. Uh, so it's been a while since I've uh, I've heard you make any comment on the way the NXT crowd, is over, or you call them the full sale crowd. Um, I was actually yeah, at a cool. NXT live event on Saturday. Um, and I'm in California, as you know. So it was in Riverside. Okay. And, um, oh my God, man. It, I so I, I I brought a you know I, I brought a date over, and she's really just doesn't know anything about wrestling. I hold it. on a second.
1: Freddie, wait a minute. You brought a girl a date, and she's not a wrestling fan to a wrestling show? Are you crazy, bro? Stop my groin.
5: Move. It was a risky can't move, do yeah. that. can't do that. that, you, know <laughs> that, than that. you can't do that. That's the last time I do it, too. But <laughs> so, <laughs> like, man, so the, the first thing that she noticed, really, it was just, like, so many distractions with that crowd, man. It's just, like, everything that they're doing now, I it's been a while since I even had time to watch NXT on, on the network, but like, they, the, you know, like, from now on, like, I don't know if it's always been like this, I don't know how long this has been going on, but a two-count, the crowd goes, too sweet! Like, you know, oh, like, reference God. to the bully Club. And, and it's every single time, and it's oversaturated, as you say, and it's oh. just like, uh, like, Jesus Christ, and then what's the other one that they do? It's just, <laughs> it's like, everything around us, and, and she, was, she was, like, really enjoying the show for, you know, to my surprise, but to her, in her opinion, she's just like, man, what, what's, what's up with this crowd? I'm just like, and, and I, just, I just busted a tab and I said, hey, man, it's, it's like that's the way it is. That's the way the crowd is. They think they're a part of the show or sometimes they think they're bigger than the show.
1: That's and exactly right. Just, that, that's, that's exactly right.
5: Thing, that's the only complaint that she has. She says she liked the show. She doesn't like wrestling, but uh, I kind of made her a, a semi fan now. But yeah. she just thought that the the crowd was just just way too much, man. And she's I. I le- well, to she she that.
1: sounds like she sounds like she's less of a casual fan. Now she's more yeah. of a casual fan now, thanks to you, and that's cool. But the thing is, so see, there's a perfect example. And Freddie, thank you for calling and thank you for sharing that story. See, here's the point, and I've been saying this for quite some time out here. See, that's the thing. See, like a casual fan, it, 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 which is the bulk of the fans, believe it or not, that 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 stuff is annoying. When they go to a show. and Especially if it's a guy with his wife and his kids going out for the night. "Ah, We'll drop $500 on going to watch wrestling. Let's go check it out. You got people yelling, too sweet, on a two count. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I mean, really. (laughs) Shit.
2: Oh, that was pure passion right there.
1: Ah, You know what it is, dude? I'm sick of this, Dennis. I'm sick of all these not ready for primetime players trying to be primetime. And it's not just fans that try to do that in the audience. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that barnacle to the wrestling business. And I don't mean you this time, Dennis. I don't. But there's a lot of people that barnacle to the wrestling business. And fans just want someone that they feel like knows something. That did nothing in the business. But because they have a Twitter account or a social media account or or a computer and they can type or they, they have an opinion... That that's just enough. And, and people are entitled to their opinion. And people are entitled. To, I paid money. I can go to rest and show and yell stuff out and be part of the full-sale crowd or whatever. I can do that. Yes, you can. No, it's you are correct. You can. There is no problem with that. Well, I should say there's no problem with that. I have a problem with that. But you are allowed to do that. But I don't like that. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. That's just my arrogance and my attitude and my ego. But I'm sick of all of the bonocalisms. In, and I'm just beginning with this topic in my life here on this, this show. Okay, the, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Ty- I, I see stuff on Twitter and people. You know what? Look, please. Sometimes this happens with Mike Johnson. Sometimes Mike gets on my nerves, Dennis. He gets on my nerves. You know that.
2: I've seen it a time or
1: two. Yeah. Yes, news one- you
2: treat me like an
1: asshole. How about that one time when. Uh, I go, Mike, how can I help you? He goes, how can I help you? <laughs> oh, I got over. You're helping me. Okay, I see. I see, Mike. I love you, Mike. It's not just Mike. Mike's 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 great, but he gets on my nerves, too. Oh, he's hypersensitive, Jones. He'll be so mad. And he'll know so like he didn't hear me say this. He'll sit at home and say, that son of a bitch Taz. He'll look at his computer, and while he's listening to me on the show, he'll go, fuck you, Tess, guaranteed. Cursing through his teeth? Dude, we haven't even gotten into Survivor Series, and there's five minutes left in the show, uh, but we're going to run a little bit into the fifth quarter here. So, uh, Survivor Series. Did I miss, before I get into this, do people understand what I just said? Like about the, the some of the people, the barnacles in the world, of the business, of the wrestling business?
2: I followed it. So if I did, I mean, I would imagine the fans did.
1: Yeah, I just, I I, I just, everyone's entitled to their opinion. There's no doubt about it. There is no doubt. Some of our opinions were built on actual experience, though, not just have an opinion. You know, I have an opinion about the Buffalo Bills benching starting quarterback, and that's my opinion. But if Boomer Esiason gives that opinion, his opinion is going to hold more water than my opinion because he lived that. he was an NFL football player he was a quarterback so my point is I always would defer to that's a not that his opinion's better his opinion built on experience as opposed to mine. his obi- opinion is built on living it as opposed to mine. I' rather lean towards that opinion of someone that has lived it doesn't mean I don't have my opinion I won't give it on other topics obviously I do. But I didn't live that like Boomer did. Or like, uh, you know, whoever, Tony Romo or uh, what's Joe Buck's partner's name? Trey Aikman. Yeah, that guy. He was a pretty good quarterback. UCLA Jones. Stubborn, he came into UCLA. Did you know that? Started off in Oklahoma. I didn't know that. Did he transferred. Mm-hmm. Interesting comments. All right, so Survivor Series uh, will be this Sunday. So we'll get into this right now and begin. So they're looking at a Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos. Okay, so this is this is going to be, you know, titles versus titles, SmackDown versus Raw, as we know. We've heard the pitch for weeks on TV. Okay, what they're doing. Rush time, one time of the year, Raw versus SmackDown, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So Cesaro, Sheamus versus the Usos. Okay, I think this will be excellent, this match. I, I hope Usos wins, and wins, and I think Usos will win. How's that? Okay? And I think this match will be money. I do. I like this uh, I like this match better than the first one they had announced, because this whole card, you know, has changed. It, it'll probably change again by Sunday. Uh, so this card has changed a bunch. You say, well, I'm going with the Usos on this. What do you think, Dennis?
2: We have two dittos over here. The Usos okay. should win. Okay,
1: okay. We're going Baron Corbin versus The Miz here. Corbin on the SmackDown side, Miz on the the Raw time. I'm going Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin wins. I think they know he is the future. Um, and he's on a build, and it seems like they've been pushing him, and they had him pay his dues a little bit. And but now they've been pushing him pretty good. The past several uh, several TVs for sure. You know, several weeks upon weeks. Um. Miz is awesome. You guys know I'm a big fan of Miz, but I do think Corbin wins, and I, I and I think he should win. And begin. I
2: have a ditto, have a ditto as ditto well. As Baron well. Corbin will, Baron will win. win. Okay.
3: I actually think Miz will win. Why? I have a feeling that the Miz Taraji is going to get involved in some facet. And okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, I I don't know, or I I feel like maybe he loses and then turns on the Smack the Raw team at the end of the night.
1: Well, we got the big uh, special Sunday night. 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, Survivor Series reaction. Anthony, you'll be there. Uh, I think we're doing video, possibly. We might be doing video. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'll be there. So, uh, Seth will be there and Dennis. So, uh, I hope you're right. Anthony will have you jump on the special and comment on this. You will be the specialist of The Miz versus Corbin. Okay? I'm down. Great. The Shield versus The New Day. Shield on the Raw side, New Day SmackDown side. I think they go Shield will win here. But you got Roman Reigns back now. He was out sick, and yeah, now he's back. They wanted to push these guys heavy. They had to slow things down. Now I do think they will. Uh, they will go full throttle here, and I think Shield will be uh, victorious. And I think that's what they should do. And I think they will do that. And Dennis got,
2: yeah. New Day can afford a loss. Uh, the Shield needs to win just because they're pushed. They're pushing them hard. And like to your point, Roman
1: Reigns just came back. This a little ditto. Everything's a ditto so far. Yeah, continue. Everything. Everything you said. Ditto. Because, you know, just, just, yeah. So Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte. I was a little paused on this one. I'm a little, this is an interesting one here. Bliss on the Raw side, Charlotte on the SmackDown side. Both champs, as you know. Man, oh man. Mm-mm. I'm thinking Alexa Bliss is who they're going to put this on. They're going to have a win. I should say put it on. They're going to have a win. I think because the Charlotte Flair victory was a couple of things. I think it was because they were in Charlotte. I talked about this yesterday in North Carolina. And because coming off of the Ric Flair deal, the 30 for 30. Um, and it was very emotional. And I do think that Charlotte will carry that title in a better way than uh, that then Natalia did as far as a, a current star not you know someone like Natalia who's excellent but she's she's been wrestling for a lot of years and she's been in the company a long time and Charlotte they might look at it as a fresher face um uh, but i i i feel like maybe Alexa Bliss they want to keep that heat on her um i'm not galvanizing it i'm backing out of it i say Charlotte wins there it is. Charlotte wins, and 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 I think she should win. How about that? See, I just did a three sixty on you right there. See that? I, I did. <laughs> what a whirlwind! I had things popping my head, and and I just started thinking about something, and I, I'll tell you what it was. You want to know? I would love I'll to. Tell you. It was the slap that we saw in the locker room when Alexa slapped, I and mean, all the other girls, Charlotte, while she was down. And that killing blow that we saw Alexa give Charlotte, I think is why Charlotte will win on Sunday. That that clicked in my head. That's why. Full disclosure.
2: Very well and thought
1: your out. Thoughts, your thoughts. Your thoughts. Your
2: thoughts. I actually I have a very um off the wall. I don't I don't know who wins the match. I think Carmela cashes in here.
1: Oh, I- D. Jones, linebacker extraordinaire in high school. Man, oh man, a Shevitz. Someone's reading the dirt sheets. No, honest yes. to God,
2: I I did no such dirt sheeting this
1: round. Well, my audience, you fans, I want you to tell me because you guys know I don't read those dirt sheets. But if you saw anything like that, please stew Josh Dennis, to me on, on <laughs> the uh, what do you call it on, on the a, Twitter, on Twitter machine. Let me know. Let me know if he's hacked this from one of those beat writers out there. I wanna know. Because that sounds like something something stooged off to somebody in the uh, from the office, stooged off to a dirt sheet, and you said that. Now that could happen. I also I have a I don't I mean, I don't
2: know if, if my question I have a question, I don't think that we have an answer. Is Carmella's cash in exclusively for the SmackDown title? Because I could see Charlotte winning and, like, Alexa Bliss is just destroyed and Carmella cashing in on her. Is that – am I way out of line here?
1: I don't think you're out of line. I don't think you're out of line. Um, I'm pretty sure that's probably for the SmackDown side of things. I mean, I, I'm i pretty sure. I mean, they, they could change the rules. That's why I'm a little hesitant to give you a firm answer on it. I You know? Uh something like this is gonna happen, Dennis. I think you're right, or whatever dirt sheet you read that on is right. Someone stooged that off.
2: Well, if you if you can't if you if she, uh Carmela can't cash in on Alexa, then it all the more reason to cash in on Charlotte. She built up all that goodwill winning in Charlotte, her dad comes out, blah blah blah. She's got yeah. this feel-good motivation behind her. Carmella the heel comes out. I'm cashing yeah. in.
1: Yeah. And they've been changing titles a lot lately. And the reason why I thought it would happen, not because they're changing titles a lot, which is definitely a sign of inconsistent booking and, and not being positive on what you're doing, it's because Ellsworth is gone. Mm-hmm. That's why. I think it gives her a whole fresh feel once she cashes that thing in. Thing is, once you cash it in, you, you, you basically got to win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't you run with that though? Like she can she can be like, "Look, I've had the 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 briefcase for since uh whenever the money in the bank and I and I never cash it in the second James is gone." Like would they
1: would they incorporate that into the storyline? Is that Uh, I don't I just think I don't know if they would even acknowledge it. They would just have her cash it in. I don't think they would go that route. I don't think so. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I I'm, I'm thinking that that could happen. Um we'll see. I got to feel I'm I'm more stuck on where did you get this from. So
2: I can tell, I can tell you're stuck on that. I promise, I did no dirt cheating this round.
1: Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, Universal Champion versus WWE Champ here. Interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, This is going to be good. I am looking forward to this match, knowing both these guys personally, Um, being a a fan of them both. Uh, This is going to be cool. This is going to be cool. This is who. If you are Brock Lesnar, you want to work with AJ. And if you're AJ, you want to work with Brock because their styles will complement each other. Okay, because AJ can fly and do any kind of any kind of high high spots he wants, and Brock will be there to catch him and take the fall and grab him and all this stuff because he's bigger a lot bigger than AJ. And if you're Brock, you want a guy like AJ because you could, you know, he's battle tested his body and he's small enough. Uh, compared to you, Brock, that you can do any kind of any kind of high spot from a physical perspective, like any kind of suplexing or power bombs or whatever power moves he wants to do. Um, I could see a, a plethora of German suplexes, what they call suplex city. I could see a plethora of those here on a guy like AJ. Um, I think with a Gallic like AJ2, you could incorporate a flip spot out of a German where you go for a German and he flips to his feet and hits you with a Pele kick or something like that. So, you know, Brock goes for a German suplex and then AJ flips in the air, lands on his feet. Brock turns around and gets up from the bridge uh, and gets, boom, Pele or something like that or something. You know, it's it's, it's what I'm saying. These two guys, their styles will, will work perfectly together You know, because of the size difference. And they're both highly athletic, not just the size difference. It's going to be a good match, guys. This is going to be a really, really good match. I'm telling you. This will be a really, really top-tier, awesome match. I promise you. Who wins? Brock. I, I think Brock wins the match. Dennis Gad.
2: Uh, Ditto. I think it ends. I think AJ does the phenomenal forearm, and Brock catches him into an F5. I think that's how it's going to wrap up.
1: Could be. It's good. But
2: it's, it, I agree with you. This is going to be, I think Cesaro and Sheamus and the Usos are going to put on an awesome match. I think the, th- this match and that match will be the, the two best of the night in some order.
1: Ant, do you want to give a, an opinion here? Uh, I do. You know, I think Brock wins. All right, uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown men's elimination match. All right. So uh, this is a traditional Survivor Series match. This should be good. I mean, you know, you got Kurt Angle as the captain. Triple H is on his team, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. Okay. The average age is f- almost 41 years old for this raw team. And then you got Team SmackDown, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Nakamura, Bobby Roode, John Cena. Average age for this team is just about, well, it's, it's 40 years old, is the average age. Dennis did the averaging of the ages, which I appreciate him doing. That's good information, and uh, I, I see. I, I, it's interesting. That age thing is interesting. I, it's cool. I think it's good, and it just you know it's, it's interesting. Just to me, I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, um, it it just goes to show what I've lived lived and learned by experience. It takes time to get to the top. Years, guys. Really. Years. A guy like Braun Strowman, he's 34 years old, um, and he, out of all these guys, as I'm looking at these names, paid the least dues. Well, when you're a giant, you don't have to pay as many dues, I guess, so it helps. But all these other guys have been around paid dues. I mean, Shane paid dues in the business, but not as an on-the-road wrestler, per se. But he's been around the business his whole life, and I talked about in the past, he's done every job in the business. His dad made sure he learned the business from refing to building the ring to doing everything and paying dues when he was younger, you know. But as far as the guys like Bobby Roode, many dues paid. John Cena, dues paid. Nakamura, dues paid. Orton, dues paid. Angle, dues paid. H, dues paid. Balor, dues paid. Samoa Joe, dues paid. So. You know, Braun Strowman, still paying dues. So, um, interesting, uh, interesting. Who wins? Hmm. i say Team Raw wins. I think that you're going to have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn help Team SmackDown lose. Table was set with that promo with Shane and Kevin Owens a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. Let's accentuate the story by having these guys get sent home from the international tour and all the mocks will bite. And they all did. Not me. And all the riders bit. Not me. Not so fast, Sonny. Not today. Dennis, when, I pull, when I pull out of Sonny, Dennis, you know what happens. <laughs> so you fast. mean business. Oh,
5: yeah.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Raw wins. Heels help them win. Help the SmackDown team lose, I should say. Heels help SmackDown team. The disgruntled heels, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's my prediction. Go ahead, uh, Dennis.
2: I'm going to go the opposite. I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn definitely get involved. I think they do it a little too early, and Shane is able to fight them off somehow with like Cena's help or something like that. And then Jason Jordan comes out to help out Raw. And he ends up costing Raw the match, and that's where he begins his uh, off turn.
1: I actually like that. It's a little confusing Went to see, see how they play, would play something like that out, but I think it's cool. I mean, I isn't right this
2: match as a whole is confusing. Like, there's 10 guys. It's, it's going to be a, a, a poop show. There's going to be Say a lot going on.
1: Time. Hold on. Say you're a creative fantasy booking one more time about how does Jason Jordan and what does Jason Jordan do when he comes out? Say it again.
2: So Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out like three-quarters of the way through the match, and they obviously are looking to uh, to screw over the SmackDown team. So uh, I don't know, Shane McMahon, Cena, Orton, whoever, whoever's left will ward them off, and maybe they – I don't know, maybe uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have a change of heart, and they're like, oh, you know what, screw it, we'll help out. Jason Jordan comes out. He's like, you know, I can help Raw. Like, I'm I'm here to help. Like, uh, SmackDown has numbers now. I'm I'm here with you guys. And ends
1: up, I, I don't know, like pushes angle or something. I just say you're losing me rapidly. You <laughs> had me for a sec. Just it's, you're falling off the cliff. Okay, continue.
2: I'm, I'm I'm on the fly here. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn get involved early. Jordan comes out to help. Ends up costing them the match, and that's how costing Raw the match, and that's how his Madoff turn begins.
1: Mm. So Jordan comes out to help. Last time we saw Jordan, he got his balls cut off with a pedigree by Triple H in front of his dad. Correct. Mm. He's gonna come out and help. And the SmackDown heels Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane are gonna have a change the heart. They're gonna come out to screw smack them to say, no, we're, we're gonna help you guys.
2: Yeah, I mean running back, not, it back does, it doesn't it doesn't sound good. That's bad.
1: That's bad. That's not, I don't think that's going to happen, that part. Uh, I don't even know what else to say about what you just said. Anthony, <laughs> anything, so. Ant, what's your opinion on who's going to win?
3: I think Team Raw wins. Uh, I don't really have a fake storyline like Dennis. I don't read the dirt sheets. I just feel like Team Raw will win with Angle and
1: Triple H. Nice. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown women's elimination match. I told you I like this, but Alicia Fox is the captain. I think she needed to be the captain, and I think it's good. Fox, Jax, Banks, Oscar, Bailey versus Team SmackDown of Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, Paige. So you got to have We're just just going
2: straight for it?
1: Oh, yeah, I was going to get into it. That's going to be the mystery partner. It's going to be Paige. So I really believe that's what they're doing. That's why that spot's there. But here's the thing, and I think Paige wins, Team SmackDown wins. That's what's going to happen. But here's the thing. The whole Carmella theory of cash in with Dennis, which I like what you said. So that means you got, and this this could play into what you're saying, because then what you would have to do, yeah, it's a little funky here. This is where I got sunk, sucked into your story, and I was just, this is where uh, you you would have to do the Raw vs. SmackDown women's elimination match before Bliss versus Charlotte. If you have Carmella cash it in, you can't have Carmella cash it in, and then <laughs> she can't be on the team. She's the champ. Well, she, you know what I mean. It would just make no sense. It'd be dumb. It's anticlimactic.
2: Right. Yeah. We, we. I just when I listed these, I didn't put them in any particular order. I just so the the match order. Well, I, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. No. I know you know. I'm explaining
1: for the fans. Um, Nah, don't worry about the fans. It's not about; they're <laughs> not important. I'm important. So, so, it, you know, uh, maybe they start the show. And I'm not going to get into this prediction part, but maybe they start the show. T- if if your cash in theory is correct, or whatever dirt sheet you read it on, whoever stooged it off on the internet, um, they start the show, which isn't bad. If they do this, the women's elimination match, start the show with that. Have Page make a debut. She wins for Team SmackDown, so it's a it's a fun, loving feeling. Everybody's happy, great. Then you do a couple of matches, boom, boom, boom. a Few matches down the road, now you do Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte, and then you have Carmella cash it in. It's pretty good. You're welcome, guys. I just booked that for WWE. Um, See you Sunday. Make sure you tune in after the show. That would work, but you have to do it. If if here's my theory, yeah, you know, people know I don't read the dirt sheets, but if they do Bliss versus Charlotte before Raw SmackDown Women's Elimination match, then then Carmella's not cashing in. You can't have her cash it in win or lose with the cash in, and then have her come out later on and wrestle on Team SmackDown. It's weak, you know what I mean? Agreed. She's got to wrestle and she's got to do the job quick. If they open up the show with the elimination match, the women, she's got to get beat early. Carmella. So you forget about Carmella. You don't want to think about her. She's gone. She lost next, next, next. You know, it's elimination. And then the show goes on, show goes on. And then when she can it, it adds to the pop of the surprise of her coming out. I could see this happening. And I can't take credit for the cash in it was Dennis. Damn it.
2: Newman. No, my uh, uh, anything out of my brain is Taz Show IP. So, oh,
1: my ass, my ass. Oh, not this one. Can't, can't steal this from you. Everything else, I steal from you.
2: Not my sandwiches. I will not let you steal those.
1: <laughs> Shano read a little truth from him earlier. Big fan of the Taz Show. He tweeted something. Dennis is panicking. Looks like Dennis Jones went next level and hacked a Taz Show fan, and that Taz Show fan is none other than than the world-famous Carmella. Okay, take two. Is the (laughs) world-famous Chan Man. I was reading something. I wish he was a fan of the show. Hey, listen. Chan Man's a good-looking guy, but he don't look like Carmella, let's be honest. Um, Chan Man tweeted this on November 14th at 9 p.m., roughly, Eastern. That was two days ago. If Carmella cashes in her Money in the Bank briefcase during the Champion vs. Champion match Survivor Series, does the match become a title match for all three women? So, see? Mm-mm-mm. That's where Dennis got it. That's where Dennis... Dennis, you want to defend yourself?
2: Uh, I mean, does a... I didn't get it from Chan Man, but great minds think alike defense work here no
1: no everyone knows they see through your chubby gullible bullshit that you've been doing for for a long time on the show anthony is this not true about him he he was looking right now he's like oh man they found me out he was sweating as we speak he's blocking he was looking right now he's like oh man
3: i would
2: never do that that's the sweating out of every single Tasho fan that deserves to be blocked Chan Man is the last person.
1: <laughs> that deserves to be but No, I know, I know. was just funny Yeah, you got that from Chan Man. You really suck, Dennis. Um Alright. So <laughs> So anyway, uh so there's the deal. That could happen. All right, so Team Smackdown wins. Paige uh will be the mystery person, I feel, and that she will win. She if she's debuting back, she has to win and she'll be the one who comes in and helps the team win. Gonna be a good show, guys. Survivor series is gonna be good. This looks good on paper, and it's gonna be good when they do it live. Speaking so of live, no show tomorrow, but we will be live, 11 p.m. Eastern. Tash radio.com app. Uh, more details during the weekend. Pretty sure we're doing video. Not sure, but for sure sure, but we're pretty sure we're gonna. On uh Sunday, right after Survivor Series, instant react for you people. Uh, give me Clubhouse Jones, uh, you know, Dennis, uh, the whole kit and caboodle, the KFJ, Seth will be in the house, you know, everybody. Uh will be running around. We'll, we'll get some food going. We'll, we'll get it all going. You know, it's going to be great. Can't wait. All right? So, uh, so that's the deal. So make sure you guys check it out. We'll pump it out. We'll get some more information out during the weekend. No show tomorrow, like I said, but you guys have a great weekend. Watch some football, for God's sakes, and uh, some hoops, and uh, do your thing, and then uh, watch yourself a little Survivor Series On Sunday. Then you check out the Tash Show, 11 p.m. Eastern, live streaming reaction show. All right, guys, look, I appreciate everybody who called in the show. People jumped in the show uh, via Twitter. Thank you. Love you guys. And uh, be back. Well, We'll be back live on Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. All right, guys, for everybody on the Tash Show, we thank you. I'm Tash, you're not. Goodbye.